0: Welcome everyone to another episode of Maybe Next Year, the only podcast that, you know what, I just don't have it. That that was
1: almost too easy. It, I mean, in fact, that was too easy. I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to complain. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not gonna continue. I'm just <laughs> welcome I, everyone to I'm not on. into it anymore. I'm just no. I'm not, I'm not into to criticizing Frank's intros, so I'm just gonna
0: stop. Welcome to uh, Buffalo Bills. Maybe next year. The only podcast that without Paul, all Scott and I have to do is fuck each other <laughs> this podcast. Here we go. Hey, Scott. <laughs> I'm Scott. Hi, Scott. I'm Frank. Um, we'll get to the Jordan Matthews joke and the Vontae Davis stuff. But let's start with the uh, I guess the reason why we're all assembled. Um, you know, uh, the Bills lost a football game. <laughs> I'd like to call this podcast to order. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, you know, we're going to we're going to struggle through the the part of the press briefing where we just have to say all the things that, pre- you know, not this or any particular president told us to say, but we've got to get through this. And then you can ask your hot take questions, press corps. Uh, the bills were down twenty eight to six at the half um, to the L.A. Chargers, uh, just like they wanted to be. Uh, they finished thirty one to twenty, which um We'll get to, but to me is, you know, uh, something to say they, they did not embarrass themselves nearly as badly as they did against the Ravens. Um, but they did not look good. Uh, Josh Allen had a start. Um, there were some people who played for the bills and I don't want to say too much cause I don't want to pollute the pool. I want to give, I want to give Scott the, the first chance to, to comment on this game in the particular so I'm gonna dive into the deep end of this yes Bills
1: game um you know i did so i did watch the game knowing what was ha- knowing what had happened i watched the replay and i was you know there's a couple things to say i was pleased with how josh allen played but he did not play well mm-hmm. i was pleased that the team did not give up but the team did not play well um i was pleased that they seem to do better in the second half, but I'm still not sure that that means anything. So, you know, it's this is this this is the season for this. I mean, this is the season where we're going to look back and be like, did the team go in the right direction and are we doing the right thing? And that's kind of what we talked about with McDermott last week in the press conference that you pointed out. You know, he's talking about how we need this is the right thing for the team in the long term, not necessarily to win one particular game. Right. But the the given the game is our, our the the frame of our analysis at this point. We didn't win the game because we didn't play well. Like mm-hmm. the offensive line continues to be terrible. That is not and Joey, Bo, um, yeah, Joey Bosa didn't even play. No, he did not play. Right. So and he's probably their best pass rusher. So like we still had Allen still got sacked five six times, uh, five times with the opponent's best pass rusher not playing a down. Mm-hmm. So that's not a good sign. Um, the run game looked marginally better against the Ravens. Again, we kind of knew that last week was probably a bit outside the norm, and that while a bad team, this is the Bills are still a professional football team. This they they looked a little more confident in in all phases. Um, the special teams, I will just say, very disappointing in terms of the return game and the con- kind of consistent like inability to either. But both the return game and the coverage game, whether like not covering punts down at the one or not being able to run them out or letting them go into the end zone just co- seemed consistently kind of befuddled uh, in, in those kind of key situations, which, you know, when you're trying to come back and that was that was a thing. You know, I I a a guy had told me because I was working on Sunday, you know, oh, yeah, it's twenty eight three at halftime. And I'm like, awesome. Um, but <coughs> they, they they were in the game a little bit. It was, you know, it was. There were, yeah, there was a point in the third quarter when the Bills were down two scores mm-hmm. and had the ball first and ten on the Chargers' forty-two. Right, that is not. You are not out of the game at that point, and that's right. kind of what I was expecting watching it. And they weren't. The problem, of course, was that they did not win. They yeah. did not. He did not do anything with that field position. Uh, You know, Allen, that was the Allen ended up throwing an interception and then throwing another interception after that. Mm -hmm. And again, when I had kind of read the recaps, I was like, oh, well, maybe he was pressing late because they were a little out of it. They were definitely in it. He just didn't, he just couldn't make it happen. And again, he's a rookie. It's a learning experience. Got it. But at the end of the day, he still had the worst QBR in the league last week. And again, got it. He's a rookie. He can get better, but let's not. You know, and yes, he he made some throws, but let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves.
0: Sure, Um, I I I think that's an entirely fair way to um, at least if I can. I'm trying to find his interception intercepted because I felt like uh, the his first interception was not never never should have thrown the ball. Oh, okay, that was one one where he was getting sacked,
1: and then he 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 basically tried to get rid of it in the field of play into right. double coverage. Okay. Which which never it never was
0: gonna work. But didn't the that se- one didn't that one kind of travel a bit? Like wasn't there one that I felt like there was one that was like a little deeper to me and it was like, okay, you're trying to make a play, you're gonna make mistakes, and at least you threw it down the field. It and was it was, it was close to a punt. On and,
1: second, and on the second interception, it was first down. Okay. And it was yeah. he was throwing out of his end zone. So I get the the incentive to kind of like you just got to get it out of the end zone when you're, when you're back there. Right. Um, So that is a bit of a mitigating factor, but ultimately he underthrew the guy. And that's why if he threw it accurately and on, on target ahead of the receiver, it Mm -hmm. would have been a completion. And again, again, we know he's got the arm and we can see it on some throws, but the same thing with the Zay Jones, 57 yarder Jones had to stop and come back for that ball. Yeah. And the accuracy, the, the, the arm is helpful, but if you're, receivers are going to have to stop and come back and you can't get it to them
0: consistently it's not as it's not as effective so right do you think that i mean i came away from the game at least i mean the 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 opinion of him bef- when they drafted him and certainly i would if you listen to this podcast i was not a fan of drafting him but the opinion was this guy is going to be a caricature of a shadow of a nfl quarterback like literally he's going to be like the scarecrow of (laughs) quarterbacks. And, and I came away thinking, well, he's not that bad. Like he, he certainly has some skill and some talent and was able to do some things. And certainly is look, I understand Nate Peterman's a low bar, but he was better than Nate Peterman. He was. And he, you know, managed to throw for 245 yards. Let me find the box. Yes. Minus the sacks. Minus the sacks not counting the sacks. So if you count the sacks, it's right. Two. So in a bad day, right? Like he got to 250 yards, which I mean, how many times did Tyra Taylor get to that? Right. And are you sure there were, I get right three times. So probably more than that. Yeah. But, but not many. I, and I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I was encouraged that cool. it was, this was the game I thought well, sample size too. Absolutely. This is the game that I'm, I'm just happy that he's already gotten to one. Um, I, I, right. So like in his first full game, like we have an opportunity to look at a guy who's going to throw, you know, more maybe, or I I don't want, I don't want to say too much. What I want to say is this is what I expected the first game to look like. They would be definitely beat. They would not look lifeless and there would be some positives to take away from it. And Mm -hmm. That's how I feel about this game was, you know, <coughs> excuse me. Um, Allen did not look terrible and he, he showed signs of, of good play, even though he showed plenty of signs of not great play either. Um, the defense, of course, other than like, you can again, point to individual performances that were pretty good. Um, you know, Lorenzo Alexander had a sack. <coughs> was he the only one? No. Jerry Hughes had a sack. Finally, Um, there were, got a gift when right snap, sorry. You need to Uh, take him. No, no, I'm going to get this little cough
1: into the microphone.
0: Absolutely. I feel like it, that's good radio. Um, the, and even the first half where they were getting beat, it felt for the first time, like it really is the defense and not the defense and the offense, even though the offense wasn't doing much, they were They were already moving the ball better than they were the week before Mm -hmm. in the first half, and so even though they weren't scoring, they were like not like a floundering fish, um, you know, just on the field flopping around. Um, But -hmm. let's not pretend they were good. Um, So I I think that we have a good agreement on what the game is. Right, the
1: floor for this team is really the Chargers game. the 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 Ravens game is a
0: bit of a you know, an outlier, I hope. I would hope to, right. Not as much as we'd like, but I would think that, yeah, like w- that was sort of a, a false bottom. You know, we stepped on the grass thing and fell into the pitfall um, <laughs> as opposed to here where, you know. Um, We're just a regular bad NFL team. Right. Uh, <laughs> a team that could, like, we, we I went from 0 16 to you could steal a game against the jets and maybe somebody else. And, and- yeah,
1: exactly. Like this is like, this is not going to be like, zero and 16 bad, probably. Right. That's still in play. Cause obviously it is until we win. Um, yes. And we're not going to see any in the next couple of weeks here. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, there's enough, they look like a professional football team, and the, the defense got better in the second half. They started playing with a little more energy.
0: We can discuss the play calling and the personnel changes in a minute on that. I think that's next, but I want to remember my note that the last three touchdown, three touchdowns scored by the Buffalo Bills are Chris Ivory, Kelvin Benjamin and Kyle Williams. So a year ago, you would have not bet a year ago, two of those people aren't on the team yet. And the other one, like you would only be picking Kyle Williams as the most likely of those three a year ago because he was on the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> um, and so there you go. Uh, this, is, this is evidence of a struggling football team. Also evidence of a struggling football team, LaShawn McCoy, nine carries, 39 yards, and some receipt, four catches for 29 yards. So, you know, sub 100 caught all four of his passes. But also injured. Also, a lot going on. Um, If we're being generous in his personal life um, at the moment, he was accused today in these court proceedings or divorce proceedings of uh, child abuse for basically uh, not just. I would I would think not just hitting his child. I I don't even want to put it that way because I feel like just hitting your child is in a lot of ears like not good anyway. Um, but like well into the beating of your child is what he's being accused of. If I could, you know, make gradations of what's appropriate for hitting your child, um, or at least allow that. Some people think that let me just uh, keep talking. Yeah. Right. Digging and digging. Well, no, right. Like it's, 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 it wasn't like the story was Sean McCoy spanked his kid. It's like he abused his kid, Mm -hmm. um, which he's since said is ridiculous. That was his comment. Um, we haven't talked about the mccoy stuff um and do we want to wait for paul scott do you think i think that was the
1: theory is that we should okay. probably wait for paul and also you know obviously there's a there's a variety of takes out there on this already if you'd like yeah. to read them, so um you don't we don't necessarily have a lot to add here not that we won't not that we shouldn't at some point but i think
0: in some ways it might help us to to be prepared and i know i'm not prepared tonight
1: to discuss all of the
0: details that have come out on same here. And I, and I'll also say that, like, I feel like this story has had a lot of up and down and back and forth over the last six to eight months. And it hasn't been a clear, this person saying this and they have evidence of these things and the other person's denying it. And it it's like, there's been a lot of like uns more uncertainty than even usual, e- even in how it's being reported, which has sort of also pushed us away from talking about it because you can get yourself in trouble and it's
1: not like the Ray rice kind of slam dunk. Like, well, right. That's right. Right. And
0: then we all saw him hit her and even worse than we all thought. Uh, right. It's, there's a lot of, and there's also a divorce and a lot of things going on. And so anyway, we're going to discuss that at a later time with, when Paul gets back, if Paul gets back, because the last time I saw him, he was at the Hague. And which would mean that they finally have brought international criminal they, Paul and
1: they, his wife. His reign of terror is over. He's finally, finally been, been brought to justice.
0: Yes, and he can recite Bill's facts to <laughs> the international criminal court. Um, but McCoy's injured. Uh, they've not. They've said that his status has not changed. Um, but that's something we'll have to think about going forward. Do you want to talk about the injury? I I think I think it's just another sign of. Well, we need to kind of think about
1: the season strategically and kind of getting back to our conversations last week. You know, yeah, I get that I get that McCoy obviously gives us the best chance to win when he's out there and healthy. But at the same time, if oh, yeah, my understanding is he is under contract for next season, at least, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but i I think at this point, it, he, he'd they'd be able to afford to cut him. i I'd, I'd have to look that up, but.
1: I think it understood that the running back certainly less important as, as they get older, but uh, you know, I think that might be one where it's kind of like, we want to make sure
0: that he's a hundred percent and able to defend himself kind of on the field
1: before we put him out there.
0: Um, Yeah. His cap hit for 2019 base salary of 6.1 million, 2.65 signing bonus Uh, cap details. It's a $9 million cap hit or 2.625 in dead cap. Um, so my guess is that's that doable given yeah. the amount of cap space we have, right? So, that they're gonna free up a ton of money, and 2.6 is not really gonna 90, 90 million something, yeah, yeah, okay. So we will discuss that as we go further. Um, but if you didn't think that the game, look, here's the story of the game: Vontae Davis quit at halftime, <laughs> uh, which my first thought was, well, I quit at halftime, so what am I really doing holding it against Monte <laughs> Davis? <laughs> um, but you, you didn't
1: get a game check for half a million dollars to, to play, though. That's the end. right.
0: That's true. He did. He did walk out with that last half million. I think the pre- prevailing theory has been one of anger and disgust and uh, being pissed off and sort of uh, he's a letdown and he really ruined his teammates. I've seen lots of comparisons to uh, war and leaving your soldiers behind and, uh, many, many positions. My position is that that's all c- true. Like we can all draw certain, you know, certainly it's unprofessional and his teammates and his coaches have a right to be angry. And if that's what they are, then, you know, that's their right. But my slightly deeper point was that Vontae Davis has to look at Vontae Davis in the mirror for the rest of his life and not everybody else and so if for some reason he had he felt he had to quit and that was honestly what was in his heart then he needs to do what's right for Vontae davis and i'm not really going to be mad at him there was an article on buffalo rumblings about how he's tarnished his legacy i don't think anyone in indianapolis is going to care or even remember this (laughs) when he (laughs) he's he's lost his seat on the ring of fame I doubt it right like thurman thomas played for miami in a year which is not exactly the same thing but but, like, it did, like, sting a little when he did it. But no one really, like, holds that against Thurman Thomas. Do you – and I don't want to, you know, hold out my opinion as the right one, Scott. Like, if you feel differently, please share. Um, no, I uh, – no, obviously. I mean, uh, I, I
1: think, you know, comparisons to war are certainly overblown. And, I, you know, I, I am a strong believer in kind of, um, you know, the bond that we have with each other. As humans, for one, but also like as co-workers and, and, and loyalty amongst the team and that, yeah, technically we're all here for a reason. And that's to get paid, even even, you know, in a auto parts shop or a realty, you know, whatever. But there, you know, it, you know, life is the connections that you make along the way to a certain extent. And and I don't I feel like it would be, you know, there was a um for those of you who haven't read it today, there was a Dominique Foxworth, who I guess writes for the who's former NFL cornerback, just, I guess, sort of semi-retired. Um, he, uh, he writes for The defeated on ESPN, and he, he interviewed Davis, and he said, Davis basically said, you know, basically kind of what he put in the statement. Like, yeah, it just kind of hit me in the middle of the, you know, about two minutes to go in the half. Like, I don't want to, like, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. I shouldn't be here. And he told his coach, I'm not coming out. And that was it and then he never went back out again and i get wanting and i get feeling that and i get you know you have that kind of moment of clarity or whatever like this isn't meant for me i it's over i'm done i don't know how you can then not look at all of the guys around you and be like to hell with you all i'm going in like uh see you later like i get that ultimately yeah, it would really kind of suck to <laughs> make that decision, go out there for the second half, and then get you know, <laughs> you know, your your leg you know broken in half or something. Right. But at the same time, you know, and I, it it seems like you've been doing it long enough that maybe you can just kind of say that to yourself and and do it after the game. I don't I don't think anyone really would have minded that much. I think I, the other corollary I'll say is like. Uh, I just had it in my head, and it just walked away from my head. It Just there it goes goodbye. Bye. Friend. Um, but what it was was anyway. It was it, it was incredibly profound, and I'm glad that I I brought it up. <laughs> so uh, I feel different. Over to, over to you, Frank. I think I really changed the debate on this.
0: It's okay. It's it's well, that's it, right? In a way, I'm I'm wondering why even I understand why we're debating it because it was a shocking, weird thing that doesn't happen. But let me do this. Let me let me, let me me bring you into it this way. Sure. The other thing I thought about is this. Everybody's very down on Vontae Davis, and that was a lot of what the discussion was this week on the radio. My thought, to the point that I almost called the radio station to ask this question, Ooh. but I said I'm going to save it for the pod. Uh, for the pod. Uh, this is the third player in a little over a year yeah. to quit on the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. And for a team that prides itself about the process and getting the right players in there and doing things a certain way. And we're a team and we rely on each other. You've got, and granted, Anquan Bolden and Richie Incognito were different situations than this, right? But Bolden and Incognito both had committed to playing to the team and then left. And Vontae Davis is the third guy to do that. Incognito is a little different. They restructured his contract, but he essentially agreed to be here. He was going to stay here and then suddenly he wasn't going to be here, which makes me wonder about this front office again. First, Mm -hmm. in one of two ways, are they really missing on some of these guys or uh, are they, um, you know, and that doesn't even really bring in like uh, uh, the Eagles receiver, Jordan. um, Yeah, Matthews. Matthews. He didn't really quit. He got hurt and never really could play very well, but he never really seemed into it either. Um, although given his extracurricular activities, maybe we know why, um, he, but like, are they identifying the wrong people to keep around? Are they saying, well, I'm not fully, you know, maybe some of this right player stuff is a bit of baloney, but we think that these guys can help us or, um, are they doing something? Are they conducting themselves, the front office in a certain way that are, that are pushing these players away?
1: so i will briefly start by saying i think i don't i think obviously they've i don't i think it's you're right because they're all little different situations it's hard to say that there's a systemic problem in that they're unable to to say like to, to do their research on each individual guy enough because right. obviously there are a lot of guys on the team not all of them have quit certainly it seems like that's happening a bit more to us than normal this year um and and on one of the articles, I think it was Foxworth again, was saying, you know, if if Fonte Davis had gotten cut after the season, no one would have batted an eye. Right. And It just kind of because it was in the halftime of the game, like it's a kind of mercenary business and everyone's got to look out for their own best interests. And that's what everyone involved in this situation has. I think from the only point I'm concerned about it is from the way that they are building the team which is they've talked about building through the draft. And to a certain extent, we've seen that a little bit. But they also seem to have this unnatural affection for really old players. Like they seem very interested in bringing in the Chris Ivory, Ramon Humber, Anquan Bolden, um, you know, version of these guys that are, you know, well past their primes and to a certain extent on the way out anyway and Vontae davis is another example of that and when you have guys like that you're you're just more likely to have them decide to hang it up at some point because they've already made their own money and again i don't want to say that that's there isn't a value in having some guys like that i think you need to have a balance on your team obviously you build it all with draft picks you're gonna have a bunch of guys running around i don't know what the hell's going on right but i think that this this uh, this front office more than others and you know i say front office i'm including mcdermott here they seem to pride on this kind of like guys who've been around professionals know how to conduct themselves i think that's what they're telling themselves and that all may be true until these guys get into a situation where the team's garbage or they don't want to be here anymore a rookie may say i got to stick it out and I got to get out of here, makes it, and so I can make my real money, gets onto my second contract. Um, but uh, a guy who's on his last deal is definitely not going to have that kind of incentive. So that's my thoughts.
0: Good thoughts. That's good thoughts. And I think all three of those players fit that sort of. Do you have uh, additional thoughts? Do you feel like, I mean, no, other than it's just being kind of weird or. I thought it was weird and it's happened enough that I. I felt like I wanted to ask the question, right? Like I am actually asking an open-ended question of, yes. "Man, is this is this a thing? Should we investigate it?" Not like in a a way that we're used to people asking the question of, like I already am going to supply you with the answer. Like I really sort of, I'm well, like, "That's no, that's
1: yeah." For being open-minded, I was. I would close with this, which is a saying that sometimes happens in our business, which is, "Once is happenstance, twice is coincidence, three times is, is
0: action." I. Right. <laughs> Right, I was gonna say twice as a coincidence, three third time's a pattern. So we um yeah. that's why I was like, all right, well let's keep this in mind. Holy moly, I just pulled up the odds, we're not gonna talk about it till later, but the Vikings versus Bills stuff is is ugly. Uh why don't we get to some stars if there are any? Um, there's plenty of stars. <laughs> they just all went back to Los Angeles.
1: <laughs> They're all yeah, exactly. They're all uh powder blue and yellow. Um so I will look for an honor honorable mention. Um, star and I will give it to. There's definitely a thought of me that wants to give it to Josh Allen. Okay. There's a thought of me that wants to give it for to J, to Zay Jones for like okay. catching a ball and that that's, two out of
0: the three times they threw it to him. So yeah,
1: that's those aren't too bad. I'm gonna give the honorable mention to Jerry Hughes just for the second half. Okay. So he gets half of an honorable mention because like. I, and, and we didn't quite get to the scheming thing yet. He clearly had a fire lit under him in the second half. I will say that much of, And I think that's a pretty pretty nice thing to have. Okay. Uh, so hopefully he brings that into next week. In terms of your actual three stars, um, I will give one to um, Tyrell Williams, who I was not... Uh, I, in fact, I will just give them to Tyke Williams. Because there were a lot of guys named Williams catching the ball for San Diego, and they seemed pretty uncovered.
0: All the Williams, right? Exactly, yeah.
1: And so I will give them so five catches for 60, 75 yards. But again, all of the receivers for Los Angeles pretty much had their way with the Bills, including um, guys who were not receivers. And the uh, second star goes to he had to get this. He had to be on the star list because I because I have his jersey upstairs. Melvin Gordon. Of course. Uh, or excuse me, 15 touches for 66 yards, but also three touchdowns, um, mostly because he pretty much befuddled Tremaine Edmonds in coverage uh, repeatedly, or at least mm-hmm. Tremaine Edmonds once in Milano another time. Um, and that clearly was something that San Diego... Pretty early on, honed in on like they're not covering us at all in the running back game, or over the middle of the field, or really anywhere for that matter. But certainly anywhere the linebackers were. So that was a matchup they they clearly liked and they exploited it. Melvin Gordon, obviously the recipient, um, but uh, you know he was gonna get it. And then obviously Phil Rivers, um, pretty much unconscious for most of the game in a good way. Twenty three to twenty seven, two hundred fifty six yards, three touchdowns. Um, did get kind of sacked uh, a little bit once or twice once on like a fumbled snap and there was another one that that happened at some point we ended up cutting to him but uh, essentially a light scrimmage for philip rivers for most of the game in which he pretty much performed uh, as you'd expect um with n- almost no pressure for most of the first half um again he has had plenty of bad games he has i don't know if he's i think he might have won one or two playoff games He's certainly not a bad quarterback, but he's had plenty of terrible games, and this clearly was not one. Um, so, better luck for the Bills next week, and maybe cracking official three stars. The trend is in the right direction, but we're maybe, trending in the right... maybe. Maybe the teams coming up aren't the ones that we're going to really see that happen.
0: Yeah, I feel like by the end of the year, we'll have a Bill as a star. Let's let's hope so. I'm prepared to I'm prepared to wager on that. Let me. Okay, so I wanted to talk about whether Josh Allen played well or not we already kind of did that in the context of the game let me let me put it to you this way i tweeted this on sunday because paul not here and paul is a much more calm tweeter he's less insightful he resp- <laughs> he responds less, and is less respectful. insightful you're right or no um inciting not right <laughs> he's he's probably more insightful but less inciting than i am excuse <laughs> me um Full of insight, not 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 insight. Um, C I T E, uh, I tweeted every touchdown Pat Mahomes throws is an indictment of Sean McDermott as a talent evaluator, at least as regards to offensive talent. I tweeted that hot and gauge and Orlando, uh, disagreed. They they and, and or look, Orlando had a lot of points, he tweeted quite a bit. I am not going to read all of Orlando's points and positions. Mm. I would say it boils down to uh, the the prevailing disagreement that these people have is that Pat Mahomes would not have these numbers on this team. That's what Gage writes. And Orlando goes into great detail about the offensive weapons and the offensive coordinator. And and here's Josh Allen, and he's very handicapped. And, of course, like, I haven't said anything about Josh Allen. I have only said that Sean McDermott, McDermott did not take – Pat Mahomes could
1: have taken Pat Mahomes
0: right there for the taking. And in case we need a a reminder, uh, so far he has played in 2018, two games. uh, No. Yeah. Two games. He's he's 69%, 10 touchdowns, zero interceptions a QB rating of 143.3. Obviously I don't think it will stay there. Obviously I accept that he has a better offense, but I really think about it. And I say, do I really believe Josh Allen right now on the chiefs would be doing that well? And do I really believe that Pat Mahomes on the bills would be struggling as much? So I leave it to you. I mean, my position only is like, we didn't have to complicate things. We could have taken that quarterback. And if you look at that, and if you kind of look at Zay Jones, who didn't turn out so great, I I'm beginning to, to, to try and piece together how they are as a team front office like, because we can finally get some of these returns in um but why don't you respond to that as well i I sympathize with with the anger because i you know i can
1: feel the anger rising inside me yes i can i I can feel the dark side of the force kind of you know you know calling me and i and i've assuaged it so much by putting pat mahomes on my work fantasy team so that (laughs) that makes me feel better but on the other hand um I do think it's just a shade too early to completely invalidate his ability to pick offensive players based off of one whiff, essentially, in Zay Jones and evaluating quarterbacks, which is kind of the most difficult and arguably kind of most complicated position to evaluate.
0: I would only add quickly that he took and he took and stuck with Nate Peterman. should also be added to this conversation, but um, I mean, but in the
1: fifth round, like yeah, old, yeah okay, you know, old, and and I and again, no one thought putting yeah. Peterman out there for a Ravens game was a terrible idea. Like we all kind of said, like
0: <laughs> Nate Peterman Ra- might have known, <laughs> <laughs> Nate Peterman might have been no, like, he, I don't know what he's, he's doing.
1: Clearly, okay. he's clearly a McDermott guy. He's clearly like, oh yeah, I got it, Coach. I'm gonna get it. Trust the process. Here I come um but no so I yeah point taken I think we're getting there I'm okay. not quite ready to 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 make I would need to see at least a, a little more out of Mahomes and a little more out of Allen before right. I'm quite ready to just write these guys
0: off but I'm close I'm very okay. close I'm I just, certainly and- it's, it's it's certainly out there it's not it's not ridiculous if you're listening and you don't follow us on Twitter at bills B-B-I-L-L-S-M-N-Y, follow us, go and read Orlando's responses, which is, which are very intelligent and insightful the correct way. <laughs> um, but I just, for me, I don't think you need to, I don't think all those caveats, he said something about, I basically was like, Alex Smith had all these weapons and didn't do this. And he said, He said, well, Alex Smith isn't nearly talented as Patrick Mahomes. And I'm like, that's my point, right? Like Alex Smith has played in this league for 12 years now. He was a first round pick. He's not a hall of famer, but he's a good quarterback. He's he, he is, he is like the best case scenario for, for Tyrod Taylor, right? Like he's actually like what you want Tyrod Taylor to be maybe in like the Mm -hmm. limited ball control. Like, so he's an established good quarterback. So if what we're saying is like this guy is if we all agree that Pat Mahomes is more talented than Alex Smith, then to me, what I both of those
1: guys, the bills passed on in the last year.
0: Right. So what I'm saying is if we both agree that like Pat Mahomes is more talented than Alex Smith, then what I guess my point is, is like no one should be turning their nose up at something that's better than Alex Smith. And it's a it's a ding for me that. Pat Mahomes is not on this team. Um, now, look, if Josh Allen is almost, a, really, if Josh Allen is almost as good as Pat Mahomes, that's good enough because you end up with Tradavius White and there's a whole bunch of mitigating factors into like the final calculus, you know, it, winning will cure all of this. But, you know, I think it's something to put a pin in and think about later. Like if, if a year from now we're talking about why Sean McDermott's not here, one of the reasons might be like he was too busy focusing on his gritty fifth round quarterback and his gritty cornerback and his, and his, you know, like trying to win every game, 10 to seven that he missed on a generational quarterback. Maybe, maybe, maybe not, maybe not. Um, also, I want to give a quick shout out to who was it? And then we won't read any more tweets, but, uh, oh, uh, eagle oc uh on twitter uh says please i said i i go i think i'm going to talk about this in the pod he said please don't it's way too early on either of these qbs we'll be loving with living with this narrative for years just wait until at least november and i wrote back that makes me want to do it all the more (laughs) like (laughs) like the fact that you don't want to hear this i appreciate but now i want to bury you in it because i'm mean like you especially without paul here to like make us nice
1: no, exactly. He is the he is the good angel on our shoulders. And we are now we're just kind of two devils, just kind of one upping each other and how terrible and negative we can be.
0: Scott, the the head coach took over the play calling uh, for the defense in the second half. The The second half, which we all agree, was better than the first where they played with more energy, Um, much like when he has like waited to announce whether who the quarterback would be and then ultimately like change directions. He has not yet. He is, they've asked him and he says we have not settled on who will call the plays in the second half. Um, so question, can the defense be better? And two, uh, does McDermott calling those plays make it better? And three, what does that mean for Leslie Frazier or, and, or however else you'd like to discuss this?
1: No, those are good questions. I think so. Looking at the game, <laughs> sorry. Yes, <sighs> looking at the game and again having the benefit of hindsight and being able to kind of look for play calling differences or whatever in the, mm-hmm. in the in the game, I did notice a bit more aggression in the second half with McDermott, but I also didn't feel like there was a massive amount of difference. In the results other than it seemed like the bills players were more motivated in the second half now whether that's mcdermott motivating them as head coach or because he's calling the plays they now take things more seriously or something um either one of those if he's whatever he did to motivate them more please continue to do that regardless um now there might be a bit of scheming that you can fix but scheming is ultimately a there are no perfect schemes. All schemes have pluses and minuses. So if in the first half they failed because they were being too conservative, and by being more aggressive in the second half they made an adjustment that allowed them to perform that much better, that's great. But that doesn't necessarily mean that next week, when that's on film, the Vikings or the uh, you know for the Packers might end up might see that and be like, oh, they're playing when they're playing a little more aggressive. This is how we attack it. And then there's going to be a different set of conclusions. Now, again, it might be that this is just a more natural playing style for this defense and that they're better playing aggressive than they are conservative. That could be true, but I don't think that that's going to de facto solve the fact that we're going to be starting Lafayette Pitts at corner next week. Um, Or that, you know, Trent Murphy is kind of not really done anything so far. And Starla Tula is also not really doing a tremendous amount. So I, I think there's... Um, And that the linebackers have trouble covering people like those problems are personnel problems and those are not going to get fixed this season functionally. So I think uh, there might be some marginal improvements to be made from McDermott calling the plays, in which case. The extent that Leslie Frazier's there to help him game plan during the week and and go over to the meeting rooms and make sure people are minding their P's and Q's, like obviously that's needed. Um, McDermott's got to do whatever a head coach does during the week, oversee, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, if I'm Leslie Frazier, I'm a little worried, but I'm a little more worried that my defense is full of terrible players and we can't stop anybody than anything else.
0: Right. And I think that the Frazier's problem, double down, is. I'm sure that McDermott and, and Bean don't think it is full of terrible players. They're probably going to look at him and say, well, you know, you've got uh, ostensibly a defensive rookie of the year, almost, and uh, a beast at linebacker. And we signed star Latula and Kyle Williams knows what he's doing. And Harrison Phillips is there and we get some, you know, Jerry Hughes. And we understand that like, it's not perfect, but you need to be doing better than this. Um, And it doesn't, you know, now look, if they fall flat on their face against the Vikings and the Packers, I think that there's a good chance that everyone might just chalk it up to like a really rough first four games and that it definitely needs work. Um, and they'll go from there. I don't think they're going to let go of Leslie F- Frazier in the middle of the year. I think that they're more likely to relegate him to a okay, you're going to help us get it prepared, we're going to work on the play calling together, and maybe I'll let you call some of it later but i really want it to be more aggressive like like this or you need to have a better feel for it like that so i wouldn't write frazier off yet but i think that it is a ding um it's it's a little concerning um there's some thought that like maybe the 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 chargers took their foot off the pedal in the second half i didn't really get that impression because they scored so many points the week before and the ravens obviously kept trying to score and were able to so I'm, I'm willing to believe that they played better. Um, and it wasn't simply a matter of, you know, second half, uh, slowing down. Um, but they're going to have to get better. They're going to have to get more. They're going to have to find out new ways to, excuse me, this is apparently the yawning topic. Um, they're going to have to find new ways to, 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 to get turnovers. Really. I mean, that's what this team needs. This team needs to be aggressive because their, their chance, like last year, the reason they were successful last year was turnovers. And, you know, they weren't reliably stopping teams and forcing punts. They were giving up yards and not giving up points and getting turnovers. Um, and so that's what they're going to have to kind of luck or force their way back into. Um, but I think that what might cure this is, When we finally get to some of the teams that don't have, you know, good offenses, even the rate. I mean, the Ravens were getting throttled by the Bengals, but they even they sort of came back and scored a handful of points. Yeah. Um, So uh, I no, I I agree. I mean, I think a lot of this will will, will have a I I don't want
1: to say that the Chargers took the foot off the gas because I don't think they did. I will say their defense definitely did seem a step slower in the second half and a little less into it and certainly for the last touchdown which was basically you know 4 minutes left or 5 minutes left in the game and they were already up they had just kicked the field goal to go up three stars at that point the defense was strictly playing prevent so i really right. can can't give josh allen too much credit for that one um but you know i yeah I, I think there's there's room to be improved here on the defense um but i still think a lot of this is going to come down to personnel
0: okay um, the Wilson family should thank me. Pagula overpaid for the Buffalo Bills because of me. That's our September 19th, 2014. This day in Bills history, want to take a stab at whose quote that could be?
1: Um, I'm gonna say current attorney general of the
0: United States, Jeff Sessions. So close so close one of his very good buddies um who is he I, a good buddy i you know like I sounds think, like maybe not <laughs> i think i was you know now for the <laughs> politics part of this podcast i was being a little sarcastic there um and i was i was being a little I sarcastic see. as i was working and trying to work in some sort of mario kart reference which if you haven't looked up mario kart mario kart has been ruined for me based on a a news (laughs) item yesterday
1: so why should that be any different
0: right but i mean like i felt my i felt like my nintendo was my safe space from the real world (laughs) scott now all i have is spider-man on the playstation which i highly recommend but uh i digress um no that is that is current sitting president uh donald trump who was almost the bill's owner um And we had discussions about that when we were recording, uh, that was back when we would record podcasts at my house, or or, or I think Paul was in town because we remember recording a podcast talking about him and Pagula, possibly buying the bills, uh, in my basement. And we had a great conversation on the, um, on the pod. And then we had a separate conversation off the pod where I was like, do you think he should have bought the bills and not run for president. And, and we all sort of were like, hey, it won't happen. And, and here we are. Um, yes. Yeah. So I, I guess it's, you know, um, you know, a reminder that the, the 1.4 billion dollars that Terry Pagula spent on the Buffalo bills, um, out, you know, beating out Donald Trump who put in a serious bid, uh, for it, um, along with Bon Jovi. And part of the reason the bills are staying in Buffalo and, Also now talking about a new stadium and they're starting their they're starting their language of hardball. Like, well, you know, let's hope we can get a deal done on the stadium. And I mean, they will, but uh, any, this is this day in bills history, which will get better when Paul gets back. But I I didn't really find a game. I didn't look too hard. And I saw this quote and I said, yeah, this is, this is timely. This is,
1: I'm also going to say at some point, a player who used to play on the bills probably died today. At some point. Yeah, so let's 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 think about them for a second.
0: Let's pour out some for that unnamed Bill player. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So that was this day in Bills history. Uh. Jordan Matthews and then Bills Vikings. Yeah. So Jordan Matthews said that his um, <laughs> he's a father now. He's a newborn baby because there was nothing to do in Buffalo except each other. I think was the exact quote. <laughs> uh. Him and his wife and he would not be the first nor the last person to say that there's not much to do in Buffalo. Um, I am one of the people that at times have said there's not much to do in Buffalo or Western New York. Uh, Scott, take it away. Uh,
1: I wish I had like a, like a full like roast kind of level of like body jokes about, you Mm -hmm. know, you know, long times down at the local Buffalo. I don't have enough good Buffalo references. That I
0: could uh could fall back on. I'm sure yeah, we, need, a- we need the Paul rebuttal to sort of Yeah,
1: for for just kind of fifteen. He needs to just post on the Facebook page fifteen jokes about doing it in Buffalo. I think right. that just needs to be like that episode of the good place where like they always have the, the the lists of, you know, um like quiche places in heaven and it's like, don't you wanna quiche me or something like that? And they're all quiche jokes. Um but anyway, tangent. The the one that I was able to come up with that was relatively related. And this is a great setup for a joke, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, is that clearly Jordan Matthews had plenty of time for uh making love to his wife, presumably, was because he wasn't that good playing for the Bills.
0: Huh? Nah. How about that? Uh-huh. See, I guess we the know line of the joke. I guess we know how he cracked his ribs. I mean, like there's a <laughs> you know If only he had hands like that on the field. Uh, I mean, I'm sure like we could, you know, I'm I'm just trying to work off the top of my head here, but. um, Yeah,
1: this was a terrible, terrible segment idea.
0: Yeah, but it was important that, you know, somebody else said something terrible about Buffalo and sex was involved. So
1: exactly. And as I told Frank. We have to cover it on the podcast
0: because the last time we had a bills and sex story, I think it was the girl in the parking lot who was getting the Paul Puzzlesney or not the Paul Puzzlesney journey. Kiko Al- Alonzo jersey. Yes. So this is at least it results in a, you know, yeah, much more wholesome the way it's like marital and or at well, least wait. Now, be. was
1: the LaShawn McCoy party before or after that? But was that? Yeah, that's probably true. after. Because Kiko, well, that yeah, was the same after time. That. because that was the trade, right? It was Alonzo for McCoy, right? So it would have
0: to be after. Okay, so it wasn't the last time, but that was the last. Okay, <laughs> I'm glad we figured that out. <laughs> All right. Um, speaking of getting effed, uh, the, the Buffalo Bills are. Let's see. The predicted score is thirty six to five. Uh, <laughs> According nice. to Odd Shark, which has the Bills currently, I think this line has gotten bigger. They are currently 17 point underdogs to the Minnesota Vikings. That sounds. I think out. in all the years that we've done this podcast, even to get playing the Patriots twice a year, I don't think I've ever seen 17 points.
1: Yeah. I mean, usually the Pats games can get up there, but 17 is a lot. Because you know, usually they'll they'll you know let the, you know because that's the thing the Pats are a public team so I think they try and get you know more money on both sides so they probably want more people to kind of come in on the Bills, uh, on the 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 Patriots kind of side there what they what they must be thinking on that whereas I, I the Vikings and the Bills clearly a less a battle of two teams that don't have like a national following where people will just bet them because they're fans. And You're so right. Right. Might be a little closer to to why what the, what they, they the actually think. And yeah, I'm looking at it right now on ESPN. They say the spread consensus is 16 and a half.
0: Okay. But I mean, that's not really different. It's No,
1: it's not. It's pretty much dead on. Um, yeah.
0: And the bills have lost by 11 and 41.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and only 11 because they scored with, like, you know... Two right,
0: they kind of... Hands. I believe that would the be back, a factor over cover, a cover, cover, right, yeah. yes. Um, mm-hmm.
1: And obviously the Vikings made the NFC Championship last season. Obviously the Vikings have arguably gotten better because they've signed Kirk Cundins. Um
0: He's played very well for them. I'm very happy for him. I did not think much of him as a quarterback. Uh, I, I went to the trenches that he's not much different than Tyrod Taylor. Um, I don't know that Tyrod Taylor would be that... I don't know that Tyrod Taylor wouldn't be having great success on the Vikings personally but um anyway he's probably are doing fine I think yeah, yeah I, I mean I think cousins is okay I I'm, I'm still not a big
1: cousins fan he's clearly playing well obviously he has lots of weapons and and a defense that's pretty good to fall back on so that certainly helps um but yeah and the Vikings obviously going to be a little salty after the uh after the tie last week. Against yeah. the Packers, they didn't get didn't get the win. They're gonna want to. They're gonna, they're we're gonna get their full
0: anger. I would have bet. That denied. So, um, I mean, I think that the Bills will have a little something to prove. I, I don't think that they're gonna win. I might pick them to cover. I think that the Bills are gonna come out and they're gonna. They're gonna really like this is it right like this is the the coach's pride and joy of the defense it's been awful two weeks in a row they got embarrassed he had to switch out Leslie Frazier it wasn't good I think they're gonna come ready to play I think it's not it's not that the, the Vikings won't score I mean it could be twenty eight or thirty but I they you know I I think the Bills can get to I guess that would be thirteen. <laughs> So I believe the Bills could get two scores. I think that's what I'll do. I think I'll take the Bills, the Vikings 30 to 14. And I think it would be a very tight cover. But I think that that's the case. I think that they'll end up scoring. I think that there will be some success. I think Allen will have some success this week. I think that they'll try and build a little bit on what's going on. I think whenever you get into these stretches of really tough games, there's a point at which pride is involved. And if you have the ability, you'll do something. And I think that pride will push them closer. Um, I think they can beat the Packers. If Aaron Rodgers is iffy, um, we'll, we'll, we'll take a look at that next week, but that's my position for this game's week. What do you think? What's, what's your score? I, I'm going to put this
1: at, yeah, The I think it's going to be in the vicinity of the spread just because I think Frank, Frank puts it on, pride i put it on minnesota playing for next week and that if you know if this was a college game and minnesota was playing the you know the buffalo's being buffalo bills being the west texas state university of the nfl at this point um they would probably just have to keep pounding on us uh until the game was over and we'd lose by 40. Um, because this is the NFL and they have bigger fish to fry. Mm-hmm. I think the Vikings will be comfortably up at half. I think it'll be 24 to three. Okay. And I think, I think at that point, again, the foot comes off the gas. I could see, you know, the Bills, you know, maybe score another 10 points. I think the Vikings score another two touchdowns, maybe. So I'm going to put it at... 38 to 14 and that would be that would be covering so i would have the vikings to cover yeah uh, just because i think you know again it is i it'd be very easy for them to for that not to happen and then the bills you know the vikings much like the chargers game last week you know the 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 vikings only score three points in the second half after they're already up you know three or four scores right and the, the bills kind of sneak back in and again get that back to recover that's why gambling is hard
0: yeah when Vegas make all the money. That's right. That's why they do that. We make all the money too. Uh, and you can see all the money that we make at our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash B bills, M we just sort of paste dollar bills to Facebook. So if you log into Facebook and Facebook, uh, you know, and, and sign up with our webpage, um, feel free to reach at your screen and try and pull some of the dollar bills off. <laughs> um,
1: that's not how this works. That's not uh, how any of this works. <laughs>
0: Twitter.com backslash B Bills MNY, B Bills MNY at gmail.com. We are on anchor.fm backslash B Bills MNY, even though we don't use their app. Um, that's where you can find us and you should share us. Look for Buffalo Bills maybe next year. You can go to iTunes. Uh, Paul, will Paul be back next week? Is this, is this the schedule? I don't
1: know. I mean, it'll probably
0: depend on the trial, right? Yeah. I mean, if he's just in The Hague. I mean, maybe we can get him a. Do they
1: let him out on bail if he's no? But head? we might
0: be able to give him like a prison cell phone that he can use. That's probably true. To I mean, pro, you know to watch the game. And, it is a
1: prison in the Netherlands. It's not like a prison in Zambia.
0: You know? Right? Yeah, <sighs> Zambia. I'm sorry, Zambian prison authority. I'm sure they're lovely. Yeah, you're just tanking our Zambia numbers. <laughs> There goes that that Zambia ad revenue I had worked so hard to get. Here, here come the letters. <laughs> oh, the letters. Dear sirs, I downloaded this podcast onto a cassette and listened to it and I was very angry and I wrote you a letter. We have the internet and iPhones. I can listen to it. I just wanted to be difficult. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. all right. So at this point, everyone stopped listening to the podcast, so we should stop. Oh, yeah <laughs> this was the point, right? They made it this far, okay. Uh, well, if you have made it this far or you've skipped ahead, thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Um, hopefully the Bills will 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 show us something fun on Sunday against the Vikings. Um, and until- if not, they will still be there playing next week, and as we will they be there and recording next week. Thank you so much. Until next time, my name is Frank. I'm Scott. Good night, everyone.